Hey everyone, it's JJ and Jay. Welcome to A Date with Blisky. So how's things with you going? Well, it's going good, James, I'll tell you that much. It's going nice. We're into the holiday season now, as I would say. Um, and me and James have been doing a little exploring about what Bristol has to offer around the seasonal period. And we stumbled upon St. Nicholas's Market. St. Nicholas's Market. After the very man himself. Our man Santa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, James, tell us about it. Right next to Baldwin Street, really close to the Hippodrome, I think it's impossible not to go through the mm. if you're walking through the back streets of Bristol. Definitely. The and markets, you know, just had an aroma just luring you in from like outside the market completely, ten mm. or twenty meters. It, it was, was busy. Yeah. It was a busy, busy market. I mean, but that gave it such like a like communal feel to it, is what I'd say. Because it was so big, it spilled out into the street a bit, but then there is an arcade like you have it, and you know, you get like, like Spitalfields Arcade yeah. in London. Like it was sort of that setup, and it had loads to offer. I mean, not just food, but. Jewelry. A lot of jewelry. A lot of like um, locally made clothes. Um, um, but yeah, it was great. And then there was a bunch of antique and record shops. And if you're in Bristol, and if you're visiting, definitely head up there. Please, for us. For our sake. <laughs> um, but we went to this market and we discovered, what was it called? Low and Slow. Low and Slow, which was pretty delicious. It, <laughs> it, like, it was gorgeous. So they had uh, a deal called the Backwood Box. Yeah, Backwood mm -hmm. Box. And it incorporated beef biscuit, pulled pork, fries, macaroni, and cheese. Well, those are the sides we got, but you could do, you could get loads yeah. of different sides. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are loads of sides you could come. There are like pinto beans as well. Yeah, jackfruit. Exactly. That was another one. Um, All of that for seven quid. And you could tell how good it was, not only by the food, but the length of the line. Like, we queued for how long? Like, 30 minutes? Yeah. Something like that. Just to get this box that everyone in the market seemed to be just completely drawn to. Because the smell sort of just dragged you in. Exactly. It was like a lasso around the whole market. Oh, it's kicking Come, and coming screaming. all in. It's kicking and screaming. But we got it, and... Actually, unfortunately, we didn't get... What didn't we get? We didn't get the pulled pork. Because they ran out, yes, didn't they? they? That out. was a real shame. That's how popular it was. Exactly. Yeah. But instead we got a, what was it, chicken wrapped in bacon? Yeah. Which was really, really good. Chicken, pigs and blanket. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But the beef brisket was by far yes. the best bit. Yeah. In terms of flavour, texture. You could like scoop it up with the chips and then a bit of macaroni and cheese. Personally, what I liked about my food this time is there are no bones. I don't no, think yeah. we appreciate that. With chicken, yeah. of course, there's always wings and things. You have goujons or fillets, but when I'm with meats, ah, uh, like if I'm eating lamb, mm. for sure, or just good meat that yeah. I can never and that eat. That was really high quality meat. Like it was, you could see the kitchen area. You could see they had massive bits of brisket that had obviously been slow aged, um, slow cooked. Yeah. I don't know how long they cook it for, but it's something obscene to prepare food. Um, 
But yeah, and it was so like, you just got that box and it was so colorful, your mac and cheese, a bit of salad um, and the chips. And um, I would say it was a great way to be introduced to St. Nicholas's Market. Definitely. I'm going back there. <laughs> tenfold. Tenfold. And it's, it's not just your typical um, market food. It's not just all hog roasts and um, expensive fries or whatever. It was like Middle Eastern food. Yeah. Taco place. Caribbean. Caribbean food. There were no British... I mean, they had pies. They had pie. They had a pie minster. But I'm quite happy I didn't see a fish and chip shop, which yeah. I'd expect from a market like that. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you just had all these different smells going on around you. Yeah. That's one of the best bits about a market, I think anyone can say. It's it was uh, easy window shopping for food. Easy, yeah. Good way to put it. And it was extremely close to pretty much all the things around it. So, you know, you had the harbour just two streets away. You had the park, very close as well. Yeah, the park. Um, Quite close to Kaboot as well. Cabot. Kaboot. <laughs> to Kaboot. <laughs> Spot of a K, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Kahoot boot. <laughs> but uh, Lawrence Law was amazing as we got there around one or two mm. and normally lunch food starts at 12. Yeah. And within those two hours they've nearly sold out that pulled pork. Yeah, exactly. That's how demand it was. Queues were flocking. Mm. And then we hit, then we went to that that gorgeous cake place. Yes. After. Called what was it? Uh, oh, zoots. A two. A toots. Oh, t- ah, toots. A toots. Very, very sort of, you know, civil and, um, I don't know. It's quite a precious <laughs> very, name. Very British. Something you'd expect. <laughs> something you'd expect from a market cake shop like homemade cakes flowery yeah light colors light colors we got a nice picture we'll show that up um on our page on our page yeah so we're gonna we've we've not been that great with advertising our um podcast i know that a lot of people have had difficulty actually finding it yeah um but yeah we will get on top of actually advertising actually letting the people know What's going this on? This is what they got to hear. Exactly. This is where the important conversations happen. Um, but yeah, we will get around to that. Going <laughs> on to the cake scene, I had a vegan Victoria sponge cake. Oh yeah. And JJ, you had the... I had the chocolate trifle cake. Gluten-free. Gluten-free, gluten-free chocolate trifle cake, which was sort of, you know, just a cake. They don't use fondant. That was what the thing we yes. agree on. Yes. Any, you know, well-respected cake place shouldn't use fondant. You have to make buttercream. Buttercream. So all the cakes, you know, buttercream. Whip it down. No whisker. Yeah, exactly. Hand, fork. Like that. You <laughs> can't see that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then a little, like, cherries or whatever or some stuff on the top. Um, just made it look really nice. Really presentable. Yeah. I really wanted tea eating it. That's you how, wanted a tea. It was a perfect it afternoon tea cake, I'd say. We went to the harbour as well. Mm. It was a beautiful day as well. Lovely sunset. Lovely sunset. It was quite the day. Yeah. Like, day it day. was quite Me the day. Me and JJ was saying, if you wanted to take someone out mm. for the day, go to St. Nicholas's Market for and sure. the harbour. And especially when 
the weather is like that. Yes. If you know the weather's going to be like that, do it. Um, but it wasn't only you know, a great date together. Yeah. It was a great date with Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It did. It did make you feel like Bristol was a great place to live. Yeah. Yeah. That it had so much to offer in one afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's so condensed and squashed that yeah. you can't leave. A place without seeing another attractive thing that you've never done before. That you've never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Maybe seeing the Cuban food last week to massage parlors. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, to the right. Hippodrome. We have a yeah. theatre right outside our door. We also have the Odeon. There's just That's a lot why of it's so great do. living so central to Bristol because you can just walk out your door and you can go do something that's completely new and fun. And it makes you like discover a new part. Which is great. I like it. Yeah, that's what I like about living in such a compact but, like, homely city. Yeah. Compared to London, it's just not... Yeah, squashed down London. Yeah, it's it's squashed down London. Not that, that, you know, I don't want to say, like, Bristol's only good if it's compared to London. London. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of uh, food experience, what would you give it out of ten? Eight. An eight? Yeah. I think I'd go for an eight as well. And I think maybe going up to eight point five and from take into account like the whole ambiance oh. of yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> of the, of the market itself. Yeah. I had an inside and outside. Yeah. It's there's so much to do in it. Mm. I don't think that's gonna be our last market episode. Definitely not. Because there's so many, that's the thing. I think we'll get more and more Christmassy. Yeah, exactly. Coming to uh, December as well. But yeah, I mean, like, because there's an area called Stokes Croft, mm-hmm. which we went to in our first episode, uh, Rice and Things. Yes. And that has a big market as well. I think more clothes based, but there's still. So oh, last yeah. week, obviously, I, had my, I went back to London, which is quite nice. Yeah. Saw the family and everything. But the most, well, more important the family, the KSIB Rogan match. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. That's why I came home. That was the real reason. <laughs> like, the thing is, it's K- KSI Logan match. Yeah, I guess. I understand the hype. Like, it is pretty, like, they're massive internet celebrities. They have 40 million subscribers between them. Which is crazy. So 40, pe- 40 million people, plus the ones that don't actually subscribe but exactly. watch all their videos. All tuning into this one match, which is nuts. Like it sold out Staple Center or something. So it was the highest bought pay per view on DAZN, the streaming platform for no boxing. No way. It's there so far that they've had. Yeah. That is nuts. And it's because, well, Eddie Hearns is capitalizing the market on the young demographic. Yeah. Like, they're impressionable. Maybe if they see their stars fighting, hmm, yeah. I can get them to see them other fights and they already have a subscription. Why do they cancel it? Yeah, you might see another good fight. It's genius, but like, so, so I'm not. I didn't watch it. Yeah, and also don't know anything about boxing. But what was the actual boxing quality like? Terrible. 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 Right. Ah, okay. uh, you could tell that KSI had more determination and fight in him, mm. and that uh, Logan was being a child just at the press conferences and just mm. in there. He was like dabbing before the fight. 
in case I was just in the zone. I mean, that is like a major part of boxing, though, isn't it? Like the press conference that happens before. Yeah. That establishes like an agreement between the fighters. A kind of relationship to form. Yeah, exactly. Respect or hatred. Like you see, you know, those boxing conferences that get out of hand because they just start fighting. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Boxing conferences. He was crazy. I mean, he was. Imagine him going up against KSI, Logan Paul. No way. Even now, like to this day. Yeah. I'd... He'd wreck him. His movement, his. It's all like aura as well. He's scary. There has to be a level of confidence to be a boxer. Mm. Like a level of like assurance in yourself and your ability. Yeah. Like you know yeah. what you're capable of. And if that's going through your mind constantly, then what's stopping you, you know? It's just when confidence and complacency cross paths and that's when you lose, start losing because you think you're so good, but yeah, there are young stars coming up who have been training for as much as you have and mm. was knock you spark out. Well, isn't um, Anthony Joshua, he's fighting Ruiz again? Yeah, December 9th, I think. Oh, that's so. quite, oh, crap, that's quite soon. Though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think boxing in the past few years has become so much more popular. Like, way more people talk about mm. it, it uh, seems. Like, the early 2000s was kind of dormant. And yeah. With the Klitschko brothers, but then... Obviously, AJ Wild and Fury came. Yeah, out. exactly. And last time that happened is the nineties and eighties with Tyson. Yeah. Then before that, Ali. So it's, it's every two decades, right? Yeah, and I think Anthony Joshua has definitely catalyzed the massive like boxing movements you see, so especially in the UK. Yeah. On like a like a community level as well. That's always one of the most popular things. Is boxing like, um, like people from certain communities take up those, take up boxing? Yeah. Like I saw it at City Heights. It was one of the most popular clubs. Really? Just boxing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. And I'd say Anthony Joshua played like a massive part in that. Yeah, because obviously, he used to deal drugs. Uh, he was a bricklayer as well, wasn't he? Was, well, yeah, yeah, he was a bricklayer. Yeah. He got like arrested. And then he was able to turn his life around through boxing, and he started like eighteen or nineteen. Jeez, he was a GB. That's yeah. why he got. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" He got gold. Uh, he got at gold. Twenty twelve Olympics. Oh, home home turf, <laughs> home turf as well. But Dude. I remember the Klitschko, what, uh, Klitschko AJ fight. Yeah. That was nuts. That like I like I even watched that. I don't. I don't pay attention to boxing. Um. But yeah, just watching that, I was like, everyone going crazy. It just needs... Yeah. Nuts. I can see the appeal. Definitely. It's, uh... I don't know why it's entertaining to see men draw blood. (laughs) (laughs) It's our sort of, that's our, like, carnal instincts, isn't it? That sort of atavism we all have within us that we're just nuts and crazy, deranged animals who just want to hit each other. No new ancestors as well. Yeah. Why's why's Charles Darwin gotta point that out, you know? Why's he gotta be like, yeah, you guys are just animals, you're You are you just wanna beat beat each other up. <laughs> What's that stat? Like we have fifty percent 
uh, identical genetic makeup with a banana. Yeah, it's something <laughs> stupid like yeah. that. <laughs> like 50% banana. All I know about bananas is potassium. Yeah, potassium. That's all I know. <laughs> and the mushy. Mushy I, and potassium. I They're didn't by... know it had DNA. <laughs> I, like, I thought that was just animals that had DNA. I didn't know that was a thing for them. They have like some genetic sequence. Please don't murder me, science people. You do biology. But... Yeah, genetic sequence, which uh, okay. I don't think has chromosomes, to say to speak, but... Uh, it has... Well, it has a nucleus. It's got a nucleus. Yeah. One of them walls. Cell wall. Yeah, cell yes. wall has the cytoplasm. Nice. That's my GCSE biologies coming in there. <laughs> and your English. And my English is... My really good English is... So, the stu- so uh, another thing was the student housing thing going on in Bolton. Really? What's happening? There's like, there was this massive fire yeah. because of like improper building structure. Because it like, you know, so exactly the same situation with Grenfell. Gosh. Um, they had like some type of bomb which was flammable inside yeah. the piping, next to the piping. Flammable foam. Literally going up the whole building. It's not the same sort of. I don't think it's the same pillar-like structure. Yeah. But it's the cladding itself. Yeah. That caused the fire to get to the awful stage it's got to now. Yeah. No, it's still going on, but um, all the students has to be rehoused. Obviously, you can't live in there anymore. Yeah. But imagine that you're like first year uni. You've like moved in. You've established yourself. Like what is it? It's mid. Well, it's late November now. You've like established yourself within this little room that you've been given, and you're, it goes up in flames. Be awful. Yes. It'd be terrifying. I think as well. one thing movies don't address when they run out of flaming buildings is possessions. You lose exactly. so many possessions. You lose. You lose basically your whole livelihood in like just an instant. Exactly. Imagine your house burning down. Ooh. What an awful thought. Like, it is such a tragedy to just see all the things that you may have, like, built up over the years. Exactly. Just gone in an instant. I mean, our housing situation is sort of just based around we're going to that house on, what is it, on, like, Thursday? Yeah, we're gonna have to a look. have a viewing, but I, just out of curiosity, would love to hear what you guys think about housing mm. and which universities have to... Uh, have to apply at certain times because for Bristol, November, maybe even late October, people are getting houses. Yeah. But I've spoken to my friends in Edinburgh and they haven't even batted an eye about it yet. That's the thing. It's just different because there's, well, it depends on the people, I guess, because some, some people are really worried that they won't get a house. So they're trying to do it as early as possible and find like people that want to live with them. Yeah. But that just puts such a mental pressure on you to be like, oh, I need to make friends. Mm. I need to make friends really quick. Or else I'm not going to have anything to do next year. Or live with anyone. I live with anyone, yeah. Again. And relive that experience. Because people in second year live in halls. Yeah, that is, yeah, exactly. I've met some people in our accommodation that um, are second years because they just didn't manage to find a house for themselves next year. But that's fine. I mean, like, so many people I've spoken to are. I have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to sort it out in November. No. I just think that's way too early. I think the worst thing is the deposit, you know? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The deposit's hefty, isn't it? 500 plus, I think. 
yeah. Because we're trying to get a six-man house at the moment. Yeah. And some people, you know, they get, like, four-man, but then you get some people getting a 14-man. One of our good friends has yeah, exactly. a 14-man house. Which is, you know, whatever. If it works, it works. It just depends on the people and how you get along with them. Yeah, how comfortable you are with it. Yeah. But there's no point living with people you know you will have a fragment fragmented <laughs> you don't want to get cabin fever cabin fever yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just don't want to um be you, trapped you know with english which mm. is your course uh do you have any field trips this year well that's they have these things like walks so yeah it was like a medieval walk around bristol did you have to dress up cosplay no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like um, we were just going around with like loops or something, or with like books just skipping. <laughs> but we um no, but it's not compulsory. It's just something. Yeah. If you're interested, then um you can go on it. But I don't think I, I think it got cancelled actually. It's about unfortunate. Um, but no, we don't have we don't have field trips like geology does. I mean, you must have field trips. You've got to look at rocks and that. I had field trips last week. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to Somerset. Uh, went to North Somerset, Avon Gorge. Oh, pretty? Lovely. Yeah, Clifton Suspension Bridge. Oh, there? Yeah, yeah. That's the, just like that. The, the Avon Gorge is, yeah, just cutting down. It's been mm. there for loads and loads of years. We're just learning about how it formed, you know. The Was that actually interesting? Effects. Yeah. No way. But yeah, I mean, English has its fair share, fair mix, yeah. I'd say. Like, I don't wear a lot of corduroy, yet some choose to do so. Oh, you're not a um, streetonian. I'm not part of the corduroy collective, unfortunately. Streetonian, like Etonians who try to dress. Is that what it's street, called? Streetonian? Yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. heard that before. Like, people who try to dress like they don't care. I get what you Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. But and yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I don't really care what I wear that much. But nope. I'm not like a streetonian. As as long as it's clean, it's going for me. Mm. Give it a sniff. It makes you look piff. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean... And you made friends in English? I well, So I had like a, a seminar group and we actually did get along really well. Right. They were really funny. Um, and also, but I don't know, because I don't really like ever sit down in a seminar and just start chatting to the person next to you te- next to me yeah i'm a bit of a teacher's pet to be honest yeah, yeah i know yeah you are you're answering answers i'm answering my i'm always speaking that's <laughs> what i'm doing oh, <laughs> even if it's complete bollocks like yeah. i'll still find a way to make it seem right okay we get that first somehow <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been, I'm enjoying it despite not m- making that many friends. Like, it's not that bad. Um, it's been great posting another one of these. We actually really enjoy doing this because we get to go see Bristol and we get to just chat about whatever we want for a little bit of time. But again, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. And Good this one. Look, no, we went for the outro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it, guys. Round up. We'll, we'll go again. Go again. Round three, round three. <laughs> Alright, guys. Wait, are you doing the outro or am I? No, you're doing the outro. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening. And as always, it's JJ. And Jay. And this was A, a Date, date with, with Bristol. Bristol. Yeah, we did uh, it, guys. <laughs>